in this commercial, he is exaggerating the effects of the disease. He is moving all around and shaking, and it's purely an act. This is the only time I have ever seen Michael J. Fox portray any of the symptoms of the disease he has. He can control himself enough to stay in the frame of the picture, and he can control himself enough to keep his eyes right on the lens, the teleprompter. But his head and shoulders are moving all over the place. So this is really shameless, folks. This is really shameless of Michael J. Fox. Either he didn't take his medication or he's acting. I'm Freddy Krueger and I'm here to say I love sticking right in the major way. What's gonna happen on the show today? Will it be a shit story or is that gay? Maybe a guest appearance with Wacker Lee or video game news with Jeffrey. It'll be hip and it'll be cool. Kids don't take drugs and stay in school. Or you might end up like Trucker Paul. Freddy's out. Lick my ball. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, Steve Simon. Hello, comrades. My name is Kate Rumble. Happy birthday there, Kate. Oh, thank you so much. It is. Today is the day of my divine birth. Happy birthday. You, um, you're one of those people, mm. like, you like your birthday, right? You like celebrating your like birthday, acknowledging birthday. it. Yes, I do. I like doing all those things. I think birthdays are like, you know, Everyone could be your last, so you should just enjoy them. And, you know, getting older is definitely a privilege. I love it. I love getting older. See, I'm I'm complete opposite there. Like, we definitely diverge in that. I, I think birthdays are anathema. I'd like to, like, not even acknowledge it. I don't want people to know about my birthday. I think people just, uh, just not even think about me. Yeah, you know why? Because you're a birthday bitch. I am a birthday bitch. Birthday I know. Bitch. And it's, it's you know, like, mm-hmm. people like my sister, like, force me to, to do something on my birthday. This year Good. was great. Should, this year was great. Should be, be fast. Well, this year was great because it was like COVID. So it's not like I was going to go out. It's not like people were like, oh, you got to come out and have a drink. It's like, no, I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to watch The Thing. I'm going to get really high. Love and uh, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to spend my birthday with my fucking cat. And that's what I did. Well, that's exactly what I'm doing this year. That's exactly what I did last year. Just because you have a birthday doesn't mean you have to like go big all out. All I do is I... I usually, well, I've bought myself a really nice, expensive bottle of wine. I'm probably maybe going to watch a Kurt Russell movie, and I'm just going to get loaded. Are you going to watch, like, Captain Ron or Overboard, like a seafaring Kurt Russell film? I do like Overboard. There's no (laughs) denying it. Um, I just do what I want, man. I I like getting older. It's It's great to be alive, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, whatever. I think a lot of of girls tend to like their birthdays more than guys Mm -hmm. do. But there's a lot. Of, that's one thing I know. Wackily used to always talk about this. Is there's something weird about when dudes put a lot of like energy into announcing their birthdays? Like, whereas I think it's I almost more expected. That, yeah. Well, I think it's almost more expected with women. It's like that's oh, my birthday. We're gonna go and have a party at this bar. Whereas, like, I think when you have guys that are just like, oh, it's my birthday. You guys kind of have to come out and celebrate it. But it's just like, dude, come on. Fucking yeah, I can see. What go you're a saying, sack! Actually. It's it's a fucking birthday. Like you don't need to you don't need to celebrate it. Yeah. Somebody at my work said though, I was like, oh yeah, it's my birthday. I'm really excited for it. And they were like, you'll feel differently about that when you get past forty. I was like, what? A good What's point. gonna change? Really? Really? I Why? I think you Wait, you know what it is. I think is you're the aware. the doomsday clock gonna start fucking? Well, that's. I think you're me. aware of your own mortality. I think um, before mm. you turn thirty, it's people are like, ah, I'm, you know, I'm gonna live forever and I can fucking party and do drugs. I'll be youthful and I'll get laid. And then when you're 
hit 46, you find out you're just a bitter, sad, lonely Jew who just lives in his own one-bedroom apartment, you know, in West Hollywood. With his ISIS flags on the wall. With his ISIS flags and his mm. bald cat, hating the world, doing a podcast Shit, is this for the past what's 15 years. Yeah, he's yeah, probably going to turn into a lonely, tattooed Jew. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Lizzie Hell, no wonder you're a birthday bitch. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a bleak world out there. You know, you'll, you'll realize this as you get to my age. There's, it's not going to get better. It's, it's gonna the get lofty worse. age of 46. It's going to get worse. <laughs> and I think at this point now, I'm like, I don't know what, any time now I need to get a prostate exam? So, yeah, it's only going to get worse. Oh, you'll probably enjoy that, though. Yeah. Probably. Why not? Enjoy it. I mean, the worst things my have brother, happened is My brother hires literally. guys off of Craigslist to do it. He says he it's just a good goes time. To, he, he just goes down an alley and asks anyone. <laughs> he, goes to, he goes behind the 7-Eleven. Any guy um, who says, yeah, he's like, do it. <laughs> you know, Kate, uh, it's probably not like this over in the UK, but if you lived in Oklahoma, you could go out and hunt Bigfoot on your birthday. I would kind of like to do that, but also fuck camping and hiking. But, but if hunting people, animals and or uh, you know anthropomorphizing animals. Is Bigfoot an animal? Is Bigfoot an animal? <laughs> he's a cryptid. He a, he's a creature. Hunting he's cryptids. A, he's a creature. Yeah, yeah. a creature is a bit different to an animal. In it. So this past January, just a few weeks ago, Oklahoma mm. Representative Justin Humphrey introduced a new bill to the state legislature which opens up licenses for Bigfoot hunting season. So there's an official Bigfoot hunting season in Oklahoma with a $25,000 prize for catching him, catching him live. Oh, I was about to say alive or dead. It says live, but I imagine if you brought it in dead, you could probably still argue that you get like a portion of the uh, purse, you know? You could say that he was maybe in the trap living when you like went to go and get him but then during the chaos and the struggle you just had to shoot him yeah. personally i would shoot bigfoot wait you would kill if you came across a bigfoot you'd kill bigfoot oh i'd shoot i'd shoot bigfoot dead yeah why because i want to be the person who brings in a dead bigfoot as like real evidence that they exist well that's what i was thinking like how much of a badass would you be if uh you just walked in holding Bigfoot's decapitated hair, like head, just holding yeah. him by his hair, blood just, you know, well mm-hmm. dried up, like on his neck. You just throw it on the desk and be like, where's my money? Bitch. You'd yeah. be like that bounty hunter in Raising Arizona. Just like oh my sitting God. right out of your mouth. Just film. Like, bam. Yeah. That's the film I'm going to watch tonight. I love Raising Arizona. So uh, Humphrey says a lot of people don't believe in Bigfoot, but a lot of people do. And uh, he said that these licenses would be regulated by the Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission, and there'd be set dates for hunting the mythical creature, just as there are for other wildlife. So there's like a period where you can go legally in the woods and go kill Bigfoot. You know, I feel like this is could be a potentially dangerous dangerous thing for people to go out in the woods and you're able to shoot like a tall, hairy-looking thing. Because there's a lot of big, hairy-looking men. Like, what if one of the guys from ZZ Top was just happened to be, like, <laughs> camping with his family, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a prime target. So if you're, like, a big, bearded, burly man, don't go into the woods during, <laughs> during Bigfoot hunting Yeah, days. Bigfoot hunting yeah. season. Like, you probably want to stay away. away. Yeah. You know, it's... I, I imagine <laughs> a lot of bears in uh, San Francisco probably should stay away from that area. Because Bigfoot's, like, what? Like, not hiking. Is Bigfoot like seven foot tall? Is that what he is? See, right. 
Whenever I just think of Bigfoot, I just think of um, Harry and the Hendersons. That's exactly how I imagine Bigfoot. Well, how tall was uh, Harry? Oh, he's huge. He's like nine foot, isn't oh, he? Oh, okay. He's that big. All right. He's well. massive, but he's very, you know, he's a friendly. He makes them breakfast. Well, if Shaquille O'Neal had a beard and was wearing That's... like, you know, a black coat or a fur coat or something yeah. walking around the woods. Don't do see... it, Shaquille. Don't do it, Shaq. You'll die. <laughs> um, Humphrey said, I've been in the woods my whole life and I've never seen a sign of Bigfoot. Although, although I might not have heard of Bigfoot, I know some people that guarantee 100% that they've had experience with Bigfoot. So I know there are people out there that you will not convince that Bigfoot doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. there are some people. I mean, it sounds silly. However, if you think about it, this is more of a gambit, I think, to attract tourists and visitors to come to the state. Because uh, they say, like, once you... Um, once you apply for the license, you get this official Bigfoot hunting license thing that you can, like a certificate nice. you can frame on the wall. Okay. And then, yeah, they say there's a $25,000 bounty for anyone who successfully snags the creature. But I guarantee you get some money if you brought its decapitated head and just threw it down on the ground. Yeah, why, I'm curious as to why they want him alive. Do they want to do like animal testing on him? Probably. Do they want to wash his hair? Yeah, and what? So they can then impregnate a woman and create more big feats. But so if you, you know, you would, so if you were in the wild, you would do this? You would just shoot a Bigfoot? Um, I, if I was in a situation where I had to kill a Bigfoot, I would kill it. But I'm not going to deliberately go out. I don't go into the woods. I don't go hiking. I don't do any of that bullshit. I'm not going to go out my way to find fucking Bigfoot because I just won't find him. I'm too lazy for that. Well, that's the thing. If I came across a creature like Bigfoot or a creature, any kind of like cryptid type creature, like a chupacabra yeah, like Mothman or, something. or Mothman or a fucking gnome or whatever, my first instinct wouldn't be to kill it. And that's no, what, that's mine. Which, kill then that would be my, I mean, I'm probably not going to try to be friends with it, but mm-hmm. I would probably want to like take a picture and be like, wow, check out this fucking thing. There's a fucking elf. You know, no one's going to believe your picture. No one's going to believe it. You've got to kill them. And plus, you, you know, Mothman's quite evil. So you'd be doing the world a favor killing Mothman. I would kill Mothman instantly. Well, I came across this documentary, Dead Bigfoot, yes. A True Story, um, by uh, the director, uh, named Ro Sahibi. And uh, yeah, the documentary is basically about a hunter named Justin Smeha who went out, this is like in 2010, he shot mm. and he killed, well, he claims he killed a Bigfoot. He claims he shot an adult Bigfoot that uh, ran away, and then he killed a juvenile, two juvenile Bigfoots and the, in the Sierras. And so, I mean, the guy even took a polygraph in the film and so he did yeah. it. So this, so Ro Sahibi, who was an aspiring uh, documentarian, he came across this guy, and then he went out, um, they went out hunting on an expedition to find the Bigfoot that this guy supposedly killed. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of spurious information in this documentary. I mean, I watched it. I would like to think that the guy did come across a Bigfoot. He sounds very sincere. He did take a he polygraph. Believes it. He yeah. definitely believes it. But the fact of the matter is, where's the body? Mm-hmm. So, I ended up uh, contacting Roe, and I was asking him to come on the show and talk about his documentary. Um, Dead Bigfoot, A True Story, as well as the TV series he was on on Spike called $10 Million Bigfoot Bounty, which was hosted by Dean Cain, you know, Superman. Amazing. Yeah, so yes. he competed against other teams looking for traces of Bigfoot, and he and uh, this Justin guy uh, were one of the teams. So um, let's play the interview. 
So we're here uh, live with uh, Ro Sahibi, the director of Dead Bigfoot, A True Story. What's cracking there, Ro? Hey, man. It's happy to be here. Thanks for yeah. inviting me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Um, so let's get right to the point. Do okay. you believe that Bigfoot exists? Are you a believer? <sighs> that's, a, that's a loaded fucking question because, <laughs> yeah. man. Tell it, us straight away. Yeah. Have, have, I, have I had a clear view of something to say definitively that that's what I saw right there? Is have you Bigfoot? shook its paw? Have I shook its paw? I've never done that. Have <laughs> I seen hand. something weird? I have a hundred percent experienced something very strange that was very hard to explain. Mm. So, so I know that answer is a little ambiguous. It's kind of vague, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. So okay. um, you directed a documentary, Dead Bigfoot: A True Story, and uh, you're yes. also a contestant in a uh, reality show about Bigfoot. So, <laughs> so it's safe to assume that you're uh, interested in the topic. So when did, when yeah. did this interest begin? Like what's, what's the origin? I was an itty bitty baby, man. I, um, I grew up in the, in the seventies and I'm a King Kong and Godzilla fan. And I've just been a fan of monsters, the legend of Boggy Creek, all that stuff. I am a sci-fi and monster movie fan. And, uh, you know, the fact that like my favorite movie in the world is Jaws. I think that's the yeah. greatest that's great piece movie. of cinema ever. People always assume because I host a Star Wars show that my favorite movie of all time is Star Wars. It's probably number two, but Jaws is truly my number one favorite film of all time. And that it's about a fucking scary monster that maybe a hundred years ago, if you tried to explain to somebody, hey man, there's this thing, there's this giant fish. I know you're not gonna believe me, but it bit my fucking boat in half and killed like 17 people. Everybody would be like, get the fuck yeah. out of here, right? <laughs> But now we know it's a real thing. We've photographed it. We've seen it. We've touched it. So the idea that this other possibility, and it's even more interesting because it, it's more, it's supposedly closely related to what we are and, and help explain oh. our origin story. So we have this monster in our backyard, this legend right here in California. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Southern California native. Having this monster, our own monster in our backyard, I've been fascinated my whole life. Well, I mean, so is that why you like Bigfoot over over cryptids then? Because there's so many is, cryptids you could choose. Yeah, there are so many, right? There are so many cryptids you can choose. I like Bigfoot because of the history, the Native American history associated with it, the uh, anthropological history that could be tied to it, um, and uh, and just the fact that it's 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 humanoid is just cool as fuck. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's I, probably- I can drop F-bombs, right, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a podcast called Sick and Wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's, but the fact that it's humanoid is one of the reasons why people are definitely so obsessed with this creature. Right. So to your knowledge, has anyone ever, you know, obtained any irrefutable evidence? I mean, or caught one? Because I've seen yeah. plaster casts of footprints, I've seen hair samples, low-res mm -hmm. photos, but nothing that would convince me. Right. And, and that's fair. Now, obviously, my movie is about a guy. It's a movie called Dead Bigfoot. And everybody <laughs> said, well, where's the fucking body? And, and this is the story. The story, if you haven't, if you haven't seen the movie, it's free on YouTube now. Um, you go, go and Google it and, and check it out. But it, there was some evidence. We didn't get what we wanted out of the evidence. All I got was, all I got was a story that just 
to me, amplified my interest, but is, is it irrefutable? Have I seen anything ir irrefutable? Nothing, nothing truly irrefutable that I could say this is a Bigfoot, but I've seen enough for myself to go, some weird shit is happening. So it, it could be. I mean, the, the Bigfoot believers think there are like 15,000 Bigfoots living in North America. What blows my yeah. mind is that with all the drones and modern technology that we have, how can these things remain hidden? Right. Well, and that, that's, a, that's, a huge, that's a huge question. Now, if it's here, – here's the thing. A smart person, if let's say, let's say five smart people decided to disappear in the woods and never be found, never be photographed, they could do it. However, five people are not a breeding population that can continue for hundreds and hundreds of years, right? Yeah. So it, it gets confusing. It, if you think of the idea of a hominid that has gone extinct and is maybe a version of a human being, so if you find remains and stuff, it, it comes up as mostly human. You're like, oh, well, these are just human bones or whatever. If you think about it's the tail end uh, of the extinction of a, of a beast, then you can start to make some arguments. Well, yes, with all the technology, we should have seen something, but I'd like to make the argument that if, a, and I've talked to people, survivalists who say, well, a true survivalist can can be avoid detection their entire life if they wanted to disappear into the woods. And, you oh. know, I know it's thin, I know that's thin, but that is, that can play to it. Yeah, but look at Rambo, John Rambo. You'd never find that guy in the woods. <laughs> Yeah, like even in Yellowstone, it's not like they they can police every area of Yellowstone, is it? I mean, it's massive. I can see True. why how a Bigfoot could disappear. So, so, but why yeah, wouldn't they be interested in us? Well, why I don't think... they want to come to society? Like, why do they think we would shoot them? Well, I think that kind of leads into the next question. Let's talk about Justin uh, Smeha, yeah. the protagonist of your documentary, yeah. um, who killed a Bigfoot. So uh -huh. how, how'd you meet this guy? Like, how, how'd you uh, come across Justin? Okay, so I had started a, a website called The Bigfoot Report and started doing really well. Bigfoot Evidence was the other really big website. And we would trade content and we became really good good friends. And he's like, hey, dude, I got this, I got this story. It's on a message board, but I think it's going to be big. You should talk to this guy. So I did oh, the first tipped off. Justin happened to be in my neighborhood going to visit his uncle or something. He's going to be in your town. Give him a call, have him swing by your house. And I did my first uh, movie, which was like a, a black, this little black and white piece that I did um, where I interviewed uh, Justin and it was called, uh, I'm blanking out on the name, but it was first part of the, uh, it's I in the documentary, the yeah, yeah. 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 Where well, you're yeah. like sitting in like a kitchen or something. Yep. Is it just yeah. get into my kitchen? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shot it on on two cameras and 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 we just talked it through and I, I shot it in one night. It took me three nights to edit it. I uploaded it and Joe Rogan started talking about it two days later. As it blew up, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So after you met this guy, talking to him in your kitchen, were you convinced? Were you just were you convinced that this guy killed the Bigfoot? I mean, he took a polygraph no. in the film. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know that we get that's a real controversial part of the film. Um, he 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 didn't convince me, no. And I, but he, I liked hanging out with the guy, and I and I like, I didn't think he was full of shit. So I know that sounds conflicting. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> didn't convince me that it was real, but he didn't sound like he was full of shit to me. I was like, you know what, this guy's this guy's cool. I like hanging out and having beers with him. I, he wants to go camping. Let's go fucking camping. I'll go camping any day of the week, anyways. 
Yeah, he's very. So he, he has convictions, doesn't he? You can tell yeah, he in the does. documentary. He believes. He is <laughs> right. In hindsight, it's kind of a stupid move to go camping with some dude who loves guns and shooting humanoids, <laughs> and I don't know him, you know? So in hindsight, maybe it was a kind of a stupid move, but we ended up becoming really great friends. And like I said, some weird things happened, probably explainable, totally explainable, um, if you if you want to get down to it, but weird nonetheless. And I was like, fuck, there's something to this story. And, um, you know, I just got sucked into it. And, and a year later, I'm... I've got a year's worth of footage and I'm putting together dead Bigfoot. So how many times did you go Bigfoot hunting with him? Uh, it's how I can't lost count probably 20, oh, okay. 30 times. And so, I yeah. mean, was that a thing that he would do? Cause so he had the incident with his friend. Yeah. He was driving. He saw uh, an adult Bigfoot and a couple of juveniles. And uh, mm -hmm. of course he pulls out his gun and shoots them, which is what, right. you know, your first instinct when you see uh -huh. this, uh, you know, miraculous creature. Um, but so he had this incident that happened and then did, was he just trying to recapture the moment and relive the moment and just trying to find more evidence of it? Like did it become yeah, an obsession? So, like I said, I find him very convincing whether he's telling the truth or telling a version of the truth, what he's telling you, he without certainty believes, which is, which is really, and he's not a dumb guy. He's not some dumb hillbilly that people want to just say he's just, he's not that guy. He's way smarter than you think. Well-read um and uh, articulate he's 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 a really interesting person so regardless of that you know he took that shot that he says that first shot where he, he put he puts down the uh a hope he doesn't know yeah. if he put he he wound he wounds the adult he goes after it the uh, the the infant the the juvenile appears and he just and he caps the juvenile that's the short version of it right um He's it, the what's not in the movie that I would later learn as I got to know him, and he kind of in the later version of it, in the later in the in the second movie in, in Dead Bigfoot: A True Story, you you say like this is murder. I I just he, he he never says it on camera. He never says it on camera, and you know I guess technically <laughs> there's no statute of limitation on murder, so I don't know how far we wanna we wanna get into this, but he's just like. I, I've, I've committed, I've just killed a child. I've committed murder. So that is always, that has always been the intriguing part. It's like, is this just some like deformed person? Yeah. That was living in the woods that he shot? Like a very hairy person. I mean, know? then you, you see, you see those, you see those stories of people covered in hair. Like the, there's, a, there's like a, the hirsute the, people. Yeah. Right. You see what that, um, which is they, technically they a deformity. Right. And were, was it just a, a small group of people that were run out of society back in the 40s or something like that, that just kind of mm -hmm. found their way? There might, again, not a breeding population, but two or three of these guys out there just kind of lost touch with society. And I don't know, you know, there's all these different explanations. Well, that was, and, a, that was uh, the part that threw me, though. It's like, well, first of all, if I would have seen like a gnome or a hobbit or something, I don't think my first instinct would be like, I got to kill it. You know, it's yeah. like you're like an alien. I mean, there are a lot of people that probably would. You yeah. shoot first, yeah. ask questions later. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the thing is that that I guess just kind of blew my mind. It's like, all right, so now you killed it. You want to prove to people that you killed the Bigfoot. Why would you yeah. take the fucking corpse? He said again, he buried it. Exactly. He so it was he. He was paranoid. He went into a state. He committed yeah. a crime and went into a state of paranoia. That's how he explains it. 
I wasn't there. You know, I can't yeah. speak for him. But if you're going to get him alone and you're going to get him drunk and you're going to get him to confess, he believes he committed a crime and he went into a state of paranoia. And just kind of freaked out and was like, I got to like, conceal the evidence, you know? What the fuck did I just do? What the fuck? I'm going to get caught, you know, not making any rational sense, bailed out of there. I mean, like his, even his own friend was like, I think that's a dude in a suit. So, I mean, yeah. you know, there's a, and it, it bled on him, you know, it said that there was, mm-hmm. that there was, that he saw actual blood. So I, yeah. I guess I can kind of understand that. And plus he was worried about getting busted. I mean, cause there's like, you know, DNR and all the Rangers and everything. Exactly. Um, and that's his, that's his, his whole thing was like, Earlier that day, they had seen a ranger down at the bottom of the uh, down at the bottom of the trail. They had, they had passed a ranger earlier, and um, that was all he could think about. Well, okay, so. chop off a finger, you know, cut off its monkey hand or something. <laughs> yeah, it'll you know, bring I mean, you good luck. Now that that's you know we have this fascination with Bigfoot, and we think about Bigfoot, and if we were going after a Bigfoot and had the opportunity to do it, we would most hundred percent be in the mindset of that according to justin if you want to believe him he did he had never had an interest in bigfoot never read a bigfoot story never looked up bigfoot never had a bigfoot conversation in his entire life so that was never on his mind when people ask him that people have been trying to get bigfoot evidence for their their, for for years and years and years you just let it go he's like i'm not that person i had never thought about it i'm a hunter i committed a crime i buried the evidence and i left yeah so you know Okay, but then he goes on a TV series called Ten Million Dollar Bigfoot Bounty. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be a you know a, a, not hypocritical, but a little yeah. but kind of a conflict. Look, so is it, it because it is, it is you know I mean it well, is. is it because he now he has some fame from uh you know from the documentary? It was, a, it was a snowball effect, man. We were on the front page of I mean when it was when it meant something. We were on Huffington Post, AOL's front page, Yahoo's front page with the, our story and our, our, our vi- the first version of the movie, because, you know, uh, they talked about it on Conan O'Brien, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bobo I mean, was on Conan O'Brien and he had mentioned on Conan O'Brien and Joe Rogan was talking about it. So we, we went it's, viral. It's the spotlight, started. man. You gotta take we got, advantage. We got hit. And, you know? Uh, you know, I for me as a media guy, I was like, all right, I'm riding this fucking ticket. And I, w- I just convinced him to do all this stuff with me. Oh, he so, wasn't okay. always- you got him to do it. You got him yeah, to go I was on the about show. To say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can be, you can call me guilty of that. I was like, this, you know, I, I, I've been, I'm a marketer and, and a media guy and, and a film director. This is my ticket, and it's led to great things for me since. So yeah, it's like, why not? So what, what was the uh, premise for the contest? Ten million dollar Bigfoot bounty. Find some DNA that of a species that doesn't exist yet. That oh, okay, it, and and you would get ten million. Like and they we were get, actually going to pay you out that they would actually pay us. They, they had the bond certified, uh, an escrow account or something set up. Mm-hmm. It was all, all verified because of course they're going to think, yeah, we'll put up $10 million. Like for Spike this TV. Whole yeah. Right. Yeah, it was, <laughs> exactly. It was like, no one's going to cash this out. Um, so they, you know, we had to in, and we, you know, we knew it was a farce when we got there. We're like, yeah, the yeah. fuck, we're, we're walking through the woods with seven camera guys and lighting guys behind us <laughs> pretending to be quiet. Like, we can't even film a fucking squirrel right now. So, where know, was it? Was it in uh, the Sierras or? 
Uh, it was great, man. Uh, it it take, took me back to what I was trying to do earlier on in my career. We we traveled. We did Washington. We did Oregon. We went into Idaho. We did oh, Northern California. Yeah. So all so the big foot areas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we nice. hit them. We we hit them traveling with Superman. You know, with Dean Kane. <laughs> so <laughs> Dean Kane yeah. was the host. That that's yeah. kind of amazing. So was he was. like hands on? Like was he out in the woods with you guys, or did he film yeah, the shit in front a, of a green was screen? Was he a believer too? He's an outdoorsman. He's an outdoorsman, yeah. not a believer, but uh, brilliant guy. Uh, people don't realize that he is a history major at Harvard super articulate and a total survivalist that the, he's at home in the woods. I always thought he's a way better Superman than Henry Cavill, but that's just, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what was the deal? They're like, uh, how many, they're teams, right? So you and Justin were a team. Were uh, there like eight Stacey, other teams? Uh, Stacy Brown and, and his partner were a team. Uh, Michael Merchant, who was my former podcasting partner, uh, was one of our competitors. Um, him and um, his his friend Cat, and then uh, Richter Riolo, and and our, our buddy Dax were another team. We knew all these people coming onto the show by the time we had gotten there, and that kind of frustrated the producers because you know they're supposed to be yeah, you're supposed like, to be like you know there's only so with each other. Yeah, yeah, there's only so many Bigfoot podcasters. We're all fucking <laughs> friends. What do you think? You know. So what so. was the deal? Did you have a different contest every episode, like a different yeah, like challenge? So there were there were various challenges. And we just decided, look, this is there. They said this was supposed to be serious and we were going to, they were going to, but it was like within a few hours of being there, we we're like, okay, these guys are just going to try and embarrass us. They just want to go. They want to make and, funny or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And make, make us look stupid and, and get their funny <laughs> clips and whatever. So we just played into it. And we just, we said, Justin and I said, let's just be the villains. Let's just be assholes. And <laughs> some people played along with us. There was a couple of people who weren't, too hot on that because as soon as the cameras were off we'd, we'd crack a beer and be like did you guys think that was funny some people did not think we were very funny but yeah it was uh it was really ridiculous it, it, the so, way they sold it to us was way different than the way it ended up yeah i think i think what they're just like oh we're gonna make fun of the bigfoot weirdos you know right that makes but sense. you know it, uh, it, i guess i can say it now because spike tv's out of business we, we were never yeah, supposed to close they paid us a ridiculous amount of money to get Justin and I on there because he didn't want to do it. So everybody went on there for like, they don't pay reality TV people shit. Yeah, they paid them much. like, everybody got like $800 an episode or something. We, Justin and I got 15 grand. So Whoa, like, an episode? We'll 15 grand nice. an episode? No, or for the whole grand for the five, five, the, for the five weeks that we went out to shoot. Shit. Oh, amazing. Good for you. Yeah, they 15 gave us 15 grand a piece? Grand. Oh, wow, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. You get that. Yeah, we were never supposed to reveal that, but. We did a we did with the because and then right after the 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 episodes era I released Dead Bigfoot um, on a streaming platform on a pay per view streaming platform and we had a really good financial year that year. Yeah, yeah. So, I was about to say you missed me you know, bank off of that. <laughs> that leads me though because you mentioned but, it. Why don't yeah. people leave out traps for Bigfoot? Because they try, they have yeah. tried, but I mean, how the fuck are you going to catch something that's supposed to be eight hundred? like an 800 pound gorilla, you know, yeah. um, you're, that's most of the, most of the people in the Bigfoot community, there are some exceptions like our, our guy, Bart Catino, the educated, well-to-do guy, Wally Hurston, who's got a lot of money. These guys who are, most of these guys are like these weekend warriors that are trying to make a name for themselves. They don't have a whole uh -huh. lot going on in their lives, you know? So you're not exactly seeing these guys, I hate to talk shit like that, you know, and be some kind of sound like some kind of elitist. But these guys don't they 
they just don't have the resources. Most of these groups yeah, just don't have enough. the resources to pull stuff off, like that off. Well, that was one thing. Uh, so I was watching a few just clips of, because I don't even think you can see that show anymore. Maybe it's on Amazon or something. I tried to yeah. find it. I couldn't find it. I, have, I haven't, I have never seen like the last two episodes. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to see, I like, I was like, oh God, I can't watch this. <laughs> 10 years later, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch it. And I couldn't find it. So. Yeah, I was looking for it. You can know. find clips though of uh, yeah. Yeah, 10 million uh, Della Bounty. But they, they tried to make this rift between the hunters and the squatchers. So, yeah. so are you a, would you be a squatcher? But then uh, Justin's a yeah. hunter, though, right? Yeah, well, we were counted as squatchers because we were the Bigfoot believers versus the traditional hunters. But um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a joke. There was one, there was one, <laughs> uh, one group that was cut off the show fairly early that hated me. They fucking hated me. <laughs> they didn't get the fact that this is TV and I'm just going to be ridiculous on TV. And, they gotta uh, have it. They took everything very personal. I was like, "How are you taking this shit personal, man? This is big fun. Come on." <laughs> was there like an annoying couple that you're just like, "I'm gonna fuck with these people"? Yeah, that's the people who didn't uh, like me. That's the <laughs> one they did. I, I, I won't say who, but if if you ever get a chance to watch the show, I don't know if there's any clips that reflect that, but but uh, they were off the show like I think by the second or third episode. So oh, so people get yeah. eliminated. Like if you didn't win the challenge or whatever, right. you get eliminated. Yeah. So how far did you guys yeah. make it? We made it all almost all to la second to last episode, and then we ended up coming back for the last episode anyway. So, you know, we were like I said, we were the villains. So, <laughs> so who won the ten million? Did someone get it? Uh, nobody won the ten million. Not surprised. Uh, <laughs> they didn't find the DNA, D, did they? Was yeah. So, but uh, Stacy Brown and his partner won a fifty thousand dollars prize for for finishing first. Oh shit, that's good. Yeah. So uh, I mean, after taxes and split, splitting it with your partner and paying taxes, it didn't come like out five that grand. Much, but, but yeah, <laughs> you know. So I think Justin and I still did pretty well on that. Yeah, it sounds like it. So what happened to Justin? Are you still in contact with him? Still hunting yeah, Bigfoot? Yeah, um, it's been. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, but last time I saw him, he was doing great. You know, he has a new business that's doing really well. He he's gotten shape. He was all starting to get jacked and thin. So he was doing really well the last time I saw him. I was really happy for him. So, um, real quick before I uh, was chatting for a while here, but I, uh, I read that, uh, you also went Bigfoot hunting with Brett Michaels in an RV. Tell, you gotta tell Wait, me about that. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, seriously. Tell about this. He did a show oh, yeah, called yeah. rock my RV. How did, yeah, where did this yeah. happen? How'd this happen? <laughs> I became the, I here in LA is where they do all the shows, right? So you, you, yeah, you meet an expert. So I ended up becoming like the go-to expert uh for like discovery channel or nat geo or whoever was doing hey we need a bigfoot expert to come on and say a few things like okay i'll come on and do it so um i get a call from vh1 i had i had been on a vh1 show before that that, that didn't get picked up but um so they called me up they're like hey we're doing this thing with brett Mike, you want to come on we heard you you know you got this documentary and blah 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 so anyways um i came on to be a consultant as Brett Michaels tried to build the ultimate Bigfoot RV. <laughs> so, uh, it, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty fun. Uh, so he's like, I got this RV. We painted it camouflage. What do I, what am I missing to be a Bigfoot hunter? And it was, it was just silly fun. He's, I mean, he's actually a sweet, sweet man. Um, as I say, good is guy. he a believer? I, Does he believe in the Bigfoot? Yes. He's yeah. He, uh, he loves all the paranormal. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the rock and roll guys, like Nikki Six from Motley Crue, he's all in. You know, Brett Michaels is all in. Um, I hear that. Uh, 
Megan Fox is all in too and wanted to go Bigfoot hunting. I don't know. There's a few of them out there. Wow. Yeah, I'm not surprised. All right. Well, tell me, Brett Michaels, is he wearing a wig or is that real hair? <laughs> He's wearing a bandana. Okay. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. He's a, he's a super nice guy. That's a mystery. You know, you will he, not see him without that bandana. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of his music, but he seems like it. In the interviews I've yeah. seen, he seems like a cool guy. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Ro, what are you up to these days? I see that uh, you had a, your URL is uh, neftvodkaus.com. What, what's that all about? Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, man, uh, I've been doing, you know, it really kind of kicked off my uh, career. This Bigfoot thing kind of kicked off my career as a content marketing and, and viral video specialist. I ended up partnering with a lot of people and helping a lot of companies with their social media when it, when social media was in its infancy and helping with YouTube uh, for some large companies. And I got hired as a consultant. Eventually it rolled into what became Neft Vodka. Um, and I'm one of the owners of Neft Vodka. We're in Austria. We, we import the product from Austria. It's uh, it's the highest quality vodka you can, you can drink. Um, it's made from the key ingredient in vodka is water. And we have the best water source, the Austrian Alps, where we distill our vodka and uh, we use all non-GMO grains for the distilling process. And it's just a fine product. We serve it in a barrel um, that stays, it's instead of glass, it stays cold uh, longer than glass. And yeah, that's that's what I'm doing now. I'm one of the owners of Net Vodka and I'm really proud of it. And uh, it's going global this year. Look out. Oh, wow. Check it out, people. Neft, N-E-F-T, vodkaus.com. N-E-F-T, vodka.com, neftvodkaus.com. I have to check that out. Ro, thanks for being on the show. And uh, people, you can check out Dead Bigfoot, a true story. It's on YouTube. Just do a search for it. You can watch it. Exactly. All right, thanks, Thank man. Thank you so much, guys. Thank yeah. you for having me. So what do you think, Kate? Do you think Justin really killed the Bigfoot? I think he believes he does, definitely. <laughs> I, I just say, unless, until there is like scientific proof of the fucker, I'm just always going to be in disbelief about it. Well, that's I just what, don't understand how like there can be nine foot hairy beasts and running around, especially in this day and properly. age. Well, yeah, with the technology we have in this day and age, like infrared exactly. technology and drones, you'd think we would have found one or at least some kind of evidence of one. Yeah, proper evidence. But the thing is with this guy, you fucking kill a Bigfoot, you don't bring the body in, chop up its fucking hand or its dick or something. You yeah. know? It's like bringing yeah. something. Chop up its dick. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing is with this guy's story, it's like, yeah, we're driving around hunting deer and we see this creature and two Bigfoots playing. And I just grabbed my gun and fucking shot and I, it. So American. It's very American. Well, I just grabbed my gun, you see, and I just, I just shot him. Well, I think that's the shoot first, ask questions later. That's the American mantra. But if you met a Bigfoot in the wild, especially like a friendly Bigfoot, like you met a Bigfoot, mm -hmm. he comes up to you, and he was just like, you know, I don't know, they speak like Chewbacca, I'm assuming. And uh, then he took you to his cave, and he cooked your lamb kebabs, and he got drunk on Bigfoot moonshine, would you have sex with it? How drunk? Moonshine's pretty strong. It's, I don't know what proof it is. It's like 150 proof. I'd probably give him a handy. you give yeah, it a handy yeah. just, just yeah, for the story? Yeah, yeah, why not? You know, I've definitely slept with worse people. I'd keep Bigfoot <laughs> a little handy. I'd help him. I would be interested to see the color of his cum. 
You'd want to see if it was like different color than uh, regular I bet, I bet Bigfoot comes like a horse. Like I bet it's just buckets of watery cum. Would you swallow or would you? Uh... I, I think it would be too much cum for me to like swallow. I think I would give him a handy, but I'm not necessarily, not, I'm not necessarily saying that I would swallow the cum. Like he can, he can come into a sock. Well, maybe... Oh, he doesn't have socks. He can come onto his cave wall. Well, maybe one day you'll get your birthday wish and you can give a hand job to a big foot. <laughs> <laughs> People, this is episode uh, 779 here, Sick and Wrong. We have some news stories coming up next. There's some phone calls a little later in the show. Uh, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Hey, Sick and Wrong listeners. If you're not a Sick and Wrong patron, then you might be missing out on special phone calls like this one. I bought a speculum from... Amazon. Oh my god! Um, I get this fucking thing, and it's not the best made thing ever. Uh, I should have saved this right, for the main show. This is also experiment. There's experimenting sexually together. Buying a speculum is not experimenting sexually. That's being like that's me- for medical use. That's like, there's there's you know, no point. If I was at a man's house and he says, "Let's do something kinky, baby." And I was like, yeah, I'm really up for that, too. Let's do it. And then he rocked out a fucking speculum. I'd be like, what the fuck? Why do you want to see my cervix? I want to see what you got in there. Let's go spelunking. (laughs) You fucking put that. Every woman has a fear of a speculum. No woman goes, oh, yeah, baby. Put that speculum in. Like what the fuck experience. is he like role playing as a gynecologist like a really shitty junkie gynecologist yeah, this is not kinky sex <laughs> this is like unsatisfying sex <laughs> what woman has ever said to you oh yeah I can only come if you gape my vagina apart I know that's I the should... only way I can come I shouldn't like... be as hard as I am right now but whatever <laughs> For just $5, you can hear the rest of this phone call, a bonus news story, and about an hour's worth of outtakes every week at patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today, support the show, and keep it sick and wrong. So the first news story we have here has to do with a man who was charged with murder and detonating homemade bombs in a Minnesota clinic. Minnesota, eh? Spree killer, this guy. Uh, formal charges of murder and attempted murder were filed against Gregory Ulrich, the suspected gunman in a deadly shooting uh, this past week at a line of clinic in Buffalo, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, Minnesota. Not sure where that is, but I imagine it's very cold there. Yes, it's uh, snow half the year, and then the other half the year is mosquitoes. Yeah, it's it fucking hot, Midwestern summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. According to the criminal complaint, Ulrich just walked into a line of clinic crossroads just before 11 a.m. this past Tuesday, and he opened fire moments after staff asked if they could help him. First, he shot two people in the reception area. Then he shot a third person in the back as they tried to run away. So, you know, the thing is with spree shooters, you got to be a person who plans in advance, you know, because you can't just like spur the moment, be like, I'm going to go shoot up this place because how do you know how many people would be there? I think spree, spree killers definitely fall into two categories. There are the ones that plan it, who are going to make a spectacle of it. But then there are definitely those who are like, right, that's it. 
and they just go outside with their like guns. People are going to die and just start. But but the people that are spontaneous about it, you're not going to have a high body count. I mean, it's variable. You have no idea how no. many people are going to be in the area. So you take out a couple and then the cops come or someone else takes you out with a gun. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. if you planned it, like the guy, for example, that shot up the country music festival in Vegas, he knew there were going to be a lot of people in a small, you know, in, or not a small space, yeah. but in a, in a congregate in a specific area. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to plan out for maximum casualties. He's a planner. Mm-hmm. Probably planned out like I'm going to have X amount of weapons, as much ammunition, you know, these much, you know, rounds and bombs or whatever. You know, it's like you got you to gotta have a plan. You got to have a plan if you're going to be a spree shooter. Or you're going to be unsuccessful. I think this guy is kind of borderline. He had a plan. Mm-hmm. I don't think it went all that well. Because he only had, you know, he only really killed. Well, we'll get to it. There's a fourth victim who shot six times. Bullets struck their chest, abdomen, back, and arms. And a fifth victim was shot in the abdomen with a bullet hitting their liver and spine. Um, responding uh, officers and clinic staff quickly rendered aid to the AIDS, AIDS rendered aid to the victims. <laughs> Hopefully, they didn't give them AIDS. Whoops, um, that's backwards rendering help. <laughs> it's like I don't want to. I don't want that kind of rendering. Um, yeah. But you know, I was thinking about that. It's got to be convenient to be shot in a hospital. You know, if you're gonna. Well, yeah, because you're right there. Yeah, if you can get shot anywhere, it's like you gotta. Sh- you know, it's it's like your car breaking down at a gas station. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's convenient. Um, one of the people, one of the victims who was shot in the spine, did end up dying this past week. Another was discharged from a from Twin Cities Hospital. Three other victims are recovering, and of uh, the fifth victim is in fair condition, and uh, is expected to recover. So, if you think about it, this guy is not a very successful spree shooter. One, one death. Just one death uh, out of what was the other six of us? Yeah, six five people. Of us. Yeah, six five. Could have been six deaths, then that would have been successful. Maybe, or you could have planned like a, a time when it would be really busy just, at the hospital, and then go in there and like get like twenty. You could just say he's yeah, he's just not a good shot. I think he's probably not a good shot. I think maybe that's part of it. I think it's also he just didn't plan for a very like, I mean, optimal time. Like it mm. sounds like he did in the morning, eleven a.m. But maybe like people are on lunch then. Maybe people eat lunch at eleven a.m. at this hospital. He should have. He should have like scoped it out you know been like yeah, wow probably certain if you did really busy at 2 p.m he should also have just like you know i would have walked through the hospital into like different departments he should have gone down the children's ward that's where you're going to get a high well, a high body count well if you want to be notorious you know if you want to be like an infamous spree shooter well, no, kill I mean, a bunch of kids like, yeah kids are going to be too scared to run away so you can kill them but the kids are all going to have their families there so you can just be like bang 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 why don't, why don't you do the families a favor and go to the coma ward you know, and it's like just wipe them all out. Then, Families get the life insurance money. People mm-hmm. aren't going to have to be on life support. Just do everyone a favor. Go down the octogenarian ward as well and just like do the world a favor. <laughs> just, you know, get rid of them. Kate hates old people. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Jews and old people. She's just like either one. And Jewish old people? Come on. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah they're <laughs> my number one enemy. Yeah. Um. The deceased victim is 37-year-old Lindsay Overbay, a medical assistant at the clinic, not even a full nurse, and a mother of two young children. It's tragic. Mm. See, again, that's my worst nightmare. I've said it a few times now. Being killed at work or on your way to work or after work, worst nightmare. Well, get the, when are you going to get killed? I mean, is, aren't you usually on your way to work? Or at work like, or after the, work? Well, yeah. Can I not be killed, like, you know, on fucking holiday so I never have to return? 
Can I not have that? Cannot be killed in like a glamorous jet skiing accident God. where like James Bond smashes into me and I'm just collateral damage. I would much rather have that than be killed at work. Because you, you know, yeah, well, getting killed at work. work sucks. No one wants to fucking be at work, mate. Like, I don't want to be killed here at a place that I don't want to. You don't even want to be at. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want to fucking be killed after a twelve-hour shift, and I don't want to be killed before going to a twelve-hour shift. I want James Bond to kill me on a water ski. You know, a spree shooter maybe in a porn theater wouldn't be that bad because you're doing something you love. That's you know, a good yeah. Something you enjoy. That's also a good death. Yeah. If you're a if you're a spree killer shooting up a porn theater, you're a fucking asshole. That's worse than a hospital. <laughs> and you're probably not going to have a high body count there either. Well, maybe it depends on where the well, was, depends on what city you're say, in. Yeah, uh, I was no, I was going to say also depends on um, how far along the manzer are because you know they will like spell the sperms and that it that it dies. <laughs> that is part of the body count. So then that's oh, wait, you're saying the sperm on the on the floor. Oh yeah, spilled. you should count that as part of the bodies. Well, I don't think that counts. Well, you count this. Yeah. Wait, so you don't think an aborted, like a, a baby that's an abortion, that's not life, but the spilled sperm is they're considered lives? Well, that spilled sperm could have gone in some good woman or good man's mouth. And it's just a waste of good sperm. Isn't a it? fucked up worldview, Kate Rambo. <laughs> so during this shooting, Ulrich set off two improvised explosive devices, which investigators say he made using black powder encased in a cylinder structure with a fuse. A third such device was found in a briefcase. He had a bomb briefcase, which he brought to the hospital along with a handgun that he wasn't allowed to carry. Guy shouldn't have even probably had a handgun yeah. anyway. Um, and there was a fourth undetonated bomb that was found right at, right inside the clinic. Um, so this guy was kind of like the Columbine kids. You know, he was yeah. bringing in bombs. Well, he's shit at shooting and he's obviously shit at building bombs if the bombs <laughs> didn't kill anyone. I do like the briefcase bomb, but if you think about it. I like it, the idea of that, yeah. Yeah, but if you're going into uh, a hospital, you think you'd use like a teddy bear bomb. Oh, that's even maybe better. I like put that. one in a Mylar balloon or something. I was going to say, you could maybe put some like hydrogen in some balloons, make them yeah. fly, and then just set fire to them. Boom. Or there like, goes the kids' ward. Yeah, Done. or have like, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever the weight that's holding the balloon down, have that be the bomb. Have the hydrogen in the balloon. And you oh. could actually, yeah, I mean, there was a, I think this guy could have taken a couple tips from the Joker, you know, if uh, he really wanted to get, get a higher <laughs> body count. But once again, I think he's a pretty shitty spree killer. So one of the bombs did explode near the clinic's main door, shattering glass and blowing a large hole through the metal frame. The second bomb exploded near a desk in the clinic, causing what the uh, complaint describes as significant damage. He then uh, used his gun to shoot out the windows in the building's lobby. Um, doesn't really specify if he was shooting at victims at that time or if he was just like damaging property. Um, yeah. And so uh, the guy ended up, you know, he, he was dropped off at the hospital at around uh, 11 a.m. I wonder who dropped him off. But a vehicle dropped him off at the hospital around 11 a.m. And then he went yeah. in and started shooting. So around 10.52, he went in to start shooting. At 10.58, six minutes later, he called authorities himself saying he would surrender. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was and he so, bored by that point? Six, six minutes Six minutes in. later, yeah. yeah. Police used a squad car no to shield stamina. themselves as they approached the clinic. And inside, they found him already lying face down with his arms stretched out. What a pussy. This guy is a pussy. I mean, what do you know a what? What a pussy. 
bring back the old days of the shooters and the spree killers that would go on rampages for days. Like, you know, Raul Mo over here, he went on the lam for like a week. How'd they, how they catch him? Did they, did they come out with guns blazing, death by cop? He actually did die by cop, Raul Mo. He got tasered to death. Tasered to death when he had a heart attack? He got tasered, yeah, he had a heart attack. But I mean, he was hiding out in forests. Paul Gascoigne Gazza was bringing him cans of Stella. I want I want that energy from spree killers. I don't want them to be like six minutes. Like, oh, you can't you can't get any pleasure in six minutes. Yeah, you six really minutes. Going. Yeah. I know that that was it. This guy blew his load in six minutes. Killed or didn't kill one person. Shot six people. Mm. Detonated a couple bombs. It did some structural damage to a door. Like, what yeah. a pussy. And then he calls police and surrenders. It's like, dude, just go out with guns blazing and at least die an honorable death. At least, like, stalk the hospital hallways, just taking pop shots. Like, come on. Yeah. God, now yeah. I, was, I was reading this guy. I was, like, so disappointed. Um, so after he surrendered, police searched his Buffalo mobile home, this Buffalo mobile home where he lived. Surprise, in, surprise. Uh, yeah, mobile home park. And also <laughs> a Super 8 motel where he'd been recently living. They found ammunition and a pound of gunpowder which is consistent with the type used in the homemade bombs. You know, that's why I don't, I never stay at like a super eight. I don't know if you guys have places like that there, but. No, we have like, um, uh, called like, um, oh, what they called on the continent. First ones are formula ones, which are really budget hotels. And they're just the pits. Yeah. Super eight motels are always gnarly. It's always yeah. insane transients, prostitutes and meth cooks, like people who don't stay there overnight. They stay there. You know, weeks on end because that's where they live. You don't want to yeah. fucking. You don't want to be the next person to stay in that that, that room after that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I lived in the Tenderloin, there was a travel lodge that was right down the street from uh, my disgusting apartment. It's not. It was my first apartment in the Loin. Um, we used to call it the Tranny Lodge, and it was yeah. like only trans trans hookers that would be in that place, and it was known for that. Like you can go there pretty much any time, and uh, just find a trans hooker that was standing outside and she'd take you up to her room that she rented for the night and you'd go bang them. And it was just, so we all called it the tranny lodge. And then, you know, the other day, well, not the other day, but last time I was in San Francisco, um, I went by and they, they completely renovated the tranny lodge into like a new travel lodge and they like rebranded it. But you know what happened in those rooms? Still a tranny lodge. Once a tranny lodge, still a tranny lodge. There's a good, um, I don't think you can clean it enough. <laughs> I, I really don't think you could. Yeah, they don't make bleach strong enough. There's a good yeah. YouTuber called Dan Bell, and he does this series called like Another Dirty Room, where he goes he goes all over America finding the hotels just like Tranny Lodge. Does he and stay there? He rents the room out, and they like do a deep investigation of the oh. room and like see if the like look for bed bugs and they do all that stuff. They're very entertaining. God, um, just get a black light. That's just exactly how that's disgusted what they, do. they are by the yes. fucking room. You could not handle it. You would be screaming. No, I would be. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a germaphobe for that. So uh, police looked at his phone. They found a video of him rambling about the clinic and referencing his plans to attack. Um, he had a particular grudge against one doctor. It even made, made a homemade sign that he had outside of his trailer that called the professional a quack. This is uh, oh. this is according to his former roommate, who's my favorite part of the story, Raymond Zastra. Raymond, who's like, uh, hey, he didn't like the doctors, you know, because uh, they wouldn't give him all the painkillers he wanted. 
They give him a month supply and be gone in a few days, you know? Zastra <laughs> lived with Ulrich in his trailer for two years. Could you imagine living with this what? fucking nutter for two years? And like, you know, in a sexual relationship, even you're both living in a trailer. In together. a trailer. Yeah. Oh my word. Well, I think, well, you know what? I think these guys are probably on disability. You know, they're probably so poor. Well, this well, is your last option. Definitely addicted to opiates, aren't they? Uh, the former roommate said Ulrich was often high on painkillers and was seen seen sniffing glue, smoking marijuana, uh, drinking excessively, and would just spend all day sitting on the couch high. You know, okay. he probably <laughs> never did the dishes. Oh, can you imagine? So where would you rather stay? Would you rather stay at the tranny lodge or would you rather stay on the couch in this trailer? Oh, that's a tough choice. God. Mm. I, I imagine both would have equal levels of cum. I, I'm kind of going I think I might be lodge. staring towards the tranny lodge. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the tranny lodge. <laughs> Probably more fun at the tranny lodge. Yeah, um, yeah. A year ago, Zastra said he saw a letter that Ulrich received that granted him permission to carry a weapon, even though local cops always called him a whack job. So he was known amongst local cops as being a whack job, yet he got permission to carry a handgun. He showed me the new handgun he got. <laughs> and I said, geez, you shouldn't have a gun. <laughs> what are you doing with that, eh? <laughs> put that down. And put that down, eh? You shouldn't have yeah. a gun. Ooh, um, cheese and crackers. <laughs> yeah. Throughout 2020, Ulrich had a number of domestic disputes involving his roommates. So this guy had like a revolving door roommates that lived in his trailer. I don't know who. I mean... Whatever, I guess I'm not at that socioeconomic level that I have to go live as a roommate in someone's trailer. For this guy, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna snuff it when I get to that point that I even have to be a roommate of somebody in a fucking trailer. Um, yeah, I would. I, I'm fine with having my own trailer, but like the lowest of the low is when you have to be a roommate of a guy in, in a trailer. In someone's trailer. Like you're not stopping either. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, even then, I think I'd still snuff it just out of shame. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he had one roommate who who told cops that she was frightened of him, mainly because he kept forgetting whether or not he was allowing someone to stay with him. So he would just come and knock on her door with a gun, being like, "Who are you?" Yeah. So okay, um, this, yeah, this guy I mean, is totally stable. He's he's a good guy. I, like I mean, guy. it's got to be yeah. frightening to live with a heavily armed roommate addicted to opiates who forgets from time to time that you actually live with him. Yes. You know, yeah, it's got to no, be terrifying. Be totally fine. Um, Ulrich was well known to the police department and had a history of conflict with incidents dating back to 2003. He'd been arrested for drunk driving, possession of marijuana, uh, two convictions for gross misdemeanor drunk driving that resulted in jail time. And Zastra said police responded to their home more than a dozen times when he lived with Ulrich for those two years. And they knew him as, knew him as nothing but trouble. I like this guy, neighbor Bob Taylor. And said uh, Ulrich was not well liked in the trailer park where everybody knew everyone. Um, he was creepy, you know, gave you dirty looks all the time. And he had a blank stare all the time. So, you know, I got to say, though, in Ulrich's defense, probably a lot of people in the trailer park have blank stares. You know, I mean, I think it's yes. got par for the course. Mm-hmm. The dead eyes of the trailer the, park. Yeah, the dead eyed mm-hmm. residents of the trailer park. Uh, Ulrich also sent a disturbing letter to Zion Lutheran Church in Buffalo, Minnesota in 2019. Uh, Pastor Ted uh, went to the police and informed them of this disturbing letter he received from Greg Ulrich 
and the uh, they issued a um, no trespassing order the next day. And staff at the church had been given a picture of Mr. Ulrich and informed them to call 911. They were informed to call 911 if he appears on any property of the church. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he was this... he was known as a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Well. Mm-hmm. Local nut job. So not surprised that he eventually would shoot up a hospital. But uh, v- very unsuccessful spree shooter. So he's not even like shooting up the hospital to try and get to like the prescription drugs which he clearly is addicted to well i think he was upset because they cut him off i know prescription drugs wouldn't you be like all i have to do is go down to the pharmacy with like a balaclava on point a gun at them and say give me all the downers boys and then they'll give you a big bag of the downers and you could just walk out of there like like a drugstore cowboy kind of thing yeah. Um, yeah, you'd think the first place he'd shoot up would be the pharmacists that aren't giving him the medication the, he wants. Yeah, other than, like, what, the reception area. That's what I'm saying. Poor, he's like a poor excuse for a spree shooter, if I've ever hmm. seen one. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? For the second story of the show, I have... A New Jersey corrections officer admits to killing two women. Have you ever been to New Jersey? I've been to New Jersey, unfortunately, several times. Sadly. Um, usually in Newark at the uh, the wretched airport they have there. Oh, yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, so this I'm... is a tragic tale, D. It's a tragic tale of a Kyle losing his cool. Although, do, <laughs> Which happens Kyle... from time to time. It does happen. I don't believe that a Kyle has his cool to begin with. But anyways... <laughs> A New Jersey corrections officer gunned down his older girlfriend and her female buddy, saying he killed them because he was mad that his uh, girlfriend wasn't returning his calls. Ooh. So this Kyle Kyle murdered them because she was uh, ghosting him? Uh, You'll soon find out. So the suspect, a John P. Menendez, like the Menendez brothers. The Menendez brothers, yeah. Yeah, who's 23. Uh, he told the hoagie and cops, I killed both of them. Just arrest me, bro. <laughs> That's how I imagine he speaks. Probably he w- even might, might have a more New Jersey accent, but I want him to just be a Kyle bro dude. He just went up to a cop and was just like, hey, just arrest me, bro. I killed both of them. I killed both of them, bro. Arrest me, bro. Was he? Did I mean- he just murder? Like, where, where did this murder occur? So... The, this guy, he was charged this week. He had two counts of murder, weapons offenses in the slayings of these two women. So like, his girlfriend is a 40-year-old woman, and she is called Anna Schiprielberg. How old is Kyle? Kyle's 23. Oh, he's 23. 23 yeah, so, and he's dating know. a 40-year-old woman. Yeah. Oh, she's a and cougar. She, and her buddy, her best friend, was called Louisa Schinkravenskia. And she was also 40. Oh, so also 40. What was happening were um, they'd been, they're not from here, right? They're from the Ukraine. Oh, they'd gone oh, home. Russians. Yeah, they'd gone home to have a good time, to maybe see their family. Drink some you know, vodka. to just chill out, to drink some vodka, go back to the mother country, some and sex just trafficking. See our families. Maybe be, they are too old to be sex trafficked. <laughs> oh, yeah, 40. 40. Although sometimes you, well, actually, Ukrainian women, usually like in their 20s, beautiful. I think it's around 35, all of a sudden they, they kind of like transform into like Olga's, 
you know. Into, yeah, into babushkas. Yeah, babushkas. Babushkas. Too much vodka. So he was annoyed that his girlfriend, Anna, she's over in the Ukraine. She's there with her friend, Louisa. They're having great fucking time. And she's not, she's ignoring his calls, right? Maybe she's not ignoring them. She's just like, you know, they're probably 10 hours ahead. Yeah, but that's what happens though when you date a 23-year-old dude. It's mm. like, you know, you're dating this immature idiot. You know, he's he yeah. probably likes Ultimate Fighting and Joe Rogan. You know, and it's like that's probably that's probably what he watches. It's probably what uh you know it's his entertainment. It's like, what does she expect? Like this guy's like, who the fuck are you talking to? He's probably all pissed off about it. You fucking answer my messages, bitch. <laughs> so they he was coming to pick them both up from the airport, and yeah, they definitely they definitely met met him, and they also met his a uh, nine millimeter Glock pistol. So wait, he, he just, didn't even like. At least bring her home and score first. No, is that what you'd have done? Well, I'm just saying, but I mean, it's like he probably hadn't been laid in like a week and a half. He might as well at least do some makeup sex and then kill her. No, he he picked her up and he took the cops to his Mercedes Benz, and uh, she was dead in the passenger seat. Gunshot. It, wait, the head. so wait, he shot her in the car. In the car, in the head. God, this guy's a moron. So he shoots her in the car, doesn't even get laid. Shoots her in the car, and now there's like blood all over the car. Yeah, and a Mercedes Benz. So and that's my nice car. God, yeah, how does yeah. this guy from Jersey afford this Benz? He told a police officer that um, he lost it and he killed them. <laughs> I just lost it, bro. I fucking killed them, bro. <laughs> so upset that his girlfriend went on vacation have you ever dated, that's all it comes down to have you ever dated a guy like this like a jealous guy that was like you had to answer like where where oh my your God. whereabouts are no i would i do not put a up possessive bro like that no i do I, no never and i don't understand why anyone if as soon as like your partner is like where you are bitch <laughs> i'd be like i'm gonna be where i'm at Goodbye. <laughs> That's all you have to say. Do you it, have any friends that date guys like this? No, I'm not really that part of the world. Yeah, like, I don't. Do you I know what I mean? I'm not. We're all goffs. We're all like nice to each other. We're all me and my mates. I don't need a. Well, a I was job. thinking about this. I don't know any guys that would even act like this. Like, um, yeah. I, and if I did, I mean, I'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, bro?" Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> don't don't speak to your bitch like that, bro. But I mean, I yeah, obviously he's immature. But I mean, I think there's also something like psychologically wrong about this guy being that controlling. Mm, well, he'd said um, he told the police that he wanted text videos as proof of where she was. Well, he wanted her to like. Wow, I wonder where. I mean, I wonder where he thought he she was. Yeah, she's like on holiday. Like, don't be expecting. You know, let her have a good time. Maybe you'll see the tech. You know, pictures when she comes back with presents. She'll come back with duty free vodka from the yeah. Ukraine. Like, I that's mean, a great present to be. Maybe you'll get to. like, uh, you know, every other day, like, uh, oh hey, having fun. Here's a, you know, a, yeah. a selfie of me in a bikini. I mean, that'd be fine. I've, I don't, you know, proof of life photo. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I don't want, like, if I was dating someone and she went away on holiday for two weeks, I want to hear from her maybe at least twice during that time. Not, yeah. not, I'm not expecting a phone call. I'm expecting, like, a proof of life, like, photo, like, or, or a text being like, hey, having a good time. How you doing? You know? Yeah. I don't want, you know, her to go away for a couple of weeks and not do that. But it sounds like this guy wanted her to check in with him 
what, every half an hour? It sounds like it. Apparently yeah. he has a past of a believing of like, you know, saying to his former girlfriends that he wants them to to like check, check in. in on him. Check in on me, bitch. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. He's a stand up guy. I'm going to go to dinner with this Kyle. So what, so what happened? Some... He, did he get arrested? I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, there, it's an open and shut case, isn't it? So at the minute he's being held without bond. So that says a lot at the Essex County Jail in New Jersey. Nobody knows if he has a lawyer, how he's going to plead, but he's going to be in prison sloppy joes for quite some time, I do believe. <laughs> in fact, I think that's his future. Uh, sloppy he... joes in prison, yeah. He's gonna... mm. Yeah, I think he's probably going to get punked out in prison, acting like that. Maybe. Maybe he'll be a tough guy. Maybe he'll punk someone else out and demand this... that they check in with him every I don't think minutes. Kyle's... Kyle's go down well in prison, do they? You don't think Kyle's think, fare well in prison? No, I think Kyle's get fucked with. I wonder if Kyle's, like when you get in prison, like you know how like you know, black people hang with black people, Mexican people hang with Mexican people, Jews hang with Jews. Hang with you think Kyle's hang with Kyle's? Yeah, all the Jews that are in prison right now. <laughs> all like yeah, two all... of you that are there on embezzlement fraud charges. <laughs> we, all, we all stick together, you know? Yeah. With Jew tattoos. Well, you do, you do. You know, that's what we gotta do. Um, yeah, what a dick. Fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck him. What, did, uh, is did... he out of these two? So we've we've had the trailer park spree killer who's, you know, obviously got big brains. And now we have Kyle who has big brains. Which one should I date? God, for your birthday date? I don't know. Yeah, which um, one's going to take me I out would, for like a nice... I would probably say, dinner. even though you might get you know, knocked around a bit. I would say the Kyle, because at least he's driving a Mercedes Benz. The guy that That's I true. did the story about had to take like a bus to the hospital to shoot up the place. <laughs> you know, what are you going okay, like, yeah. to sniff some glue with him on his couch? Kyle is. Kyle's yeah, going to take me on a nice Italian dinner date. You might get slapped if you if you give him some back probably, sass. Yeah, you know, well, that's obviously going to happen. So, yeah. It? Yeah. But anyway. Slapping is in my future. People, send your story. Podcast at gmail.com. Some phone calls coming up next. Uh, you know, we still have a couple of virginity losing stories to, to, nice. to get out of the way. Um, 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, before we get to our first call, though, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey, sick and wrong listeners. This is Trucker Paul. I got to tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle. D-I-D-D-L-E. And you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. As I mentioned before, we got a couple losing virginity stories. Uh, but this nice. first one is about a guy who uh, during COVID times ma matched up with a woman on Tinder. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Hey, sick and wrong. I haven't called the show in a while. Not since uh, I called my girlfriend a cunt and she broke up with me. But, um, <laughs> Did you remember listening to that one? Did you ever hear that? I can't remember. Yeah, this guy yeah, called Andy. was just like, I don't know, man. I called her a cunt and she broke up with me. And it was just like, uh, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, but over here, cunt, cunt over here is different. Because if you're in Scotland and you call someone a cunt, it means you're best mate to them. Yeah, but does and it like, count if you're in a relationship? Like, if your boyfriend's like, you fucking cunt. I would not break up with somebody if they call me a cunt. If I was acting like a cunt, I would probably hold my hands up and be like, yeah, I've been a bit cuntish there. But, yeah. You're a rare just, bird. It's hey, just Rambo. a word, mate. But if somebody is speaking at me in anger like that, then I would just be like, I'm the cunt. No, no, no. You're the cunt. And then would That's you smash you your fist through the wall? Yes, I would totally Kyle at the situation, bro. I'm in the dating world. I got a Tinder match last week. It's going good. Uh, she's sending me all kinds of naked pictures, and we're planning a date. So I was uh, now. That's that's kind of a red flag there. <laughs> she's already how, sending is, naked pics, and you haven't even met her yet. This is how the youths do it, mate. They're like within two minutes, they'll show each other a meme, and then the other one will go lol, and then two seconds later, it's a picture of an asshole. That's how God. the kids today do it. In my day, I had to work to see titties. You had to start uh, yeah. up a podcast. Do it for at least three years before I started seeing titties being emailed to me. I'm surprised you see any titties when you people find out you're a podcast host. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we used to get a lot of tits. Not as much now. Yeah, used to. Yeah, used yeah. to. Used to, no. yeah. Mm. Yeah, me and Wanker got a lot of tits back in the day. But yeah, but isn't it weird, though? Like, if I was in a relationship with somebody, or not even a relationship, if I met someone on Tinder... I'm not going to send a picture of my naked body to them until Hell we no. meet face to face. This girl could be a catfish. Could be a catfish. Nudes. You don't even know. The general rule should be that you don't really send nudes unless you're in a relationship with that person. Because then you can trust that that person is not going to like release those nudes. Well, at least until you've seen them nude and naked, verified well, yeah. their genitalia. Naked, naked, built up a bit of trust with this person. Yeah. Then they can have the nudes. But if you're just like straight off the bath sending nudes, there's the, yeah, that's a warning sign. I would, be assu I would assume it was a dude sending me porn pics, like amateur would... porn pics to get a picture of my cock. That's 100% what I would assume. I would assume it's just my mates having a laugh at my I've seen enough catfish to know what a catfish yeah. looks like. <laughs> Scrolling through her nudes last night, though, and I got to a picture that's pretty hot. It's like her bent over a bed, spreading open her butt and stuff. But uh, I noticed... That's hardcore that nudes. Spreading... I mean, you show an asshole, not just like hair pie and she, a couple she's, titties. Yeah, she's not just, you know, got a, like, you know, a, like her nipple casually hanging out of her bra that's like that's that's hardcore nudes how kate as a woman um as a northern mm -hmm. slag how many yes. like days into a relationship before you actually show your spread open asshole to a man <laughs> like <laughs> like how many hours well, into a relationship um well it depends on the the man Turns on the manner of the man as well, <laughs> doesn't it? Some men want the spread open asshole and some don't. But I mean, does it take does it take more than like a couple Tinder emails back and forth? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to at least meet me in the pub and buy me a gin and tonic. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not just a couple of witty memes. Got a winer, diner, and sixty niner. That's how it works. Wine, dine, and sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. Putting her butthole with both hands. 
So I'm like, who the fuck is taking this picture? I, I didn't see a selfie stick uh, or anything like that. So I don't know. It's kind of freaking me out. Maybe she has like a drone a drone camera or something, but I don't know, guys. Does he not should know I be about freaked clickers? out about this or should I go out with her? I haven't taken a picture of my butthole before, so maybe there's something I'm missing here. <laughs> what do you guys think? Well, I'm going to send this one over to Kate because you've probably sent many pictures of your butthole to someone someone special in your life. Yeah, probably. How do you do yeah, it? That's been known to happen. Um, well, you know, most phones have a fucking timer setting. And if she's got a, you know, a shelving unit, you just turn the timer setting on, spread open your asshole, and it'll take a picture of your asshole. Or she could have a clicker, you know, a remote clicker. Oh, you have a remote clicker that takes a picture with your phone? Yeah, I've got a remote clicker. And my phone can count down for me. So So that's how you take your spread asshole photos? That's how I take my spread asshole pictures. (laughs) I'm not saying that this is what this Tinder girl is doing, but this guy has nothing to fear apart from the fact that he should not be seeing her spread open asshole so soon. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, guy, that this is probably a red flag that any woman sending pictures of of her spread open asshole without you even speaking to her, like you haven't even personally spoken to her, communicated to her in any way, that's a dude. That's a dude fishing for a picture of your dick. She could be just a real fucking thirsty girl as well, but I just, nah. That's an asshole that probably has some STDs. Yeah, I would would say there's some some definite red flags here. Although, I would still try to meet up with her Mainly, first of all, I wouldn't send any pictures of my dick yet. No, don't um, send nudes in return. Yeah, don't send nudes in return. I would meet up with her just to prove that she's not a catfish. I bet this girl is, will not meet up with you. I bet. And well. then you should go on the show, Catfish, and get Neve to track her down. <laughs> and to identify her just from her asshole, it'll be like Cinderella, won't it? It'll be like, no, if you could just bend over and spread, we've got to check. Check your ring against this picture of this ring we have. I've seen hemorrhoids like this before. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, that's there you go. I think lesson learned here is any girl showing a picture of her asshole to you before you meet her in real life, probably a dude. Probably. Beware. Yes. Um, take that from Kate. She's an expert. <laughs> All right, next call we have here is the Wad. He calls in yeah, about losing Wad. his virginity. You'll nice. never believe who he lost his virginity to. And it's not, I know it's a bit of a spoiler, it's not one of his father's goats. <laughs> Hello, Kate and D. It's me, the Wad. <laughs> I wasn't actually going to call in with my losing my virginity story because mine's so fucked up, I figured it wouldn't be fair to the other callers. But uh, I got to say, though, we've had some fucked up losing virginity <laughs> stories so far. You know, we have, yeah. Twisted Firestarter is still the winner, isn't he? So this has to compete compete with Twisted Firestarter. I think that's the number one story so far. That's definitely number one so far. I think Marshall Allen told him this was great, and I loved it. And Marshall Allen told he had a leg up because this competition started because of him, but it just didn't edge it. Sorry, yeah, not, not quite. Twisted Firestarter is definitely the forerunner, right? Yeah. Now. Uh, since uh, I've received a special request, uh, here goes. So, uh, when I was 17, um, I was introduced to a a girl who was supposedly my sister because my father was banging her mom in the early 80s, and 
her entire life, he thought that she was his daughter. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, previously when she was living with her mother, uh, she actually had a stepbrother that she was fucking. And according to her, they were even at one point engaged. Uh, they both got kicked out after the stepbrother beat the abusive stepdad's ass. Uh, then she was living with an... God, this is some drama. Yeah, this is a lot of incestuous stuff going on already. Yeah, I know. It's like and the, the Watts aren't even involved yet. But she yeah. seems to have a bit of a history of sleeping with her siblings. Yeah, maybe that's what makes her wet. That's what spreads her asshole. <laughs> siblings. Yeah, you know, I, I often wonder about that. Like, if my parents were divorced, and I know this is like the yeah. subject of many of Pornhub uh, videos, but <laughs> if my parents were divorced, though, and I was like 16 <laughs> or 17, and we moved in with my stepmom, and she had you know, a stepdaughter that was like 16 or 17, I probably would fuck, wouldn't you? No, I think, no. If she was attractive? Like, I think it's too, it's just too late. You've got to hang, never shit where you eat. Basically. I guess, I guess. It's too late, you're going to be around them all the time. Yeah. Like, no. When my dad first started bringing her around, uh, before she moved in, they, my dad finally went and got a paternity test after 17 fucking years. Uh, then the results come back after she moved in, and the results stated that my dad, in fact, was not the father. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so what do you do at that point? Do you just be like, get out of my house? You well, fucking. Well, no, I ingrate. think she'd still be under your care, wouldn't she? Social services would still be like. Yeah, probably force her yeah. to stay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they probably kept her around you know they were like oh no you're still family you're you, you you could still stay with us you know my dad probably just wanted cheap labor to work in the convenience store but um <laughs> I admire the that, father. You know, it was almost like she was grooming me you know she started saying like you know weird shit to me you know like like on multiple occasions you know she'd be like oh i totally blew you in your sleep you know i'd be like what but no you didn't Gosh, she's like a little <laughs> rapist living in your she's, house she's... She uh she is flirting with you, the words. Yeah, horny. That's how that's how flirting begins. You know, and man. on top of this, you know, it, not, not to mention she she already had a history with these types of scenarios. But uh, on top of this, both of our bedrooms were in the basement, right fucking next to each other. And how can you get any more convenient than that? That is the most convenient. I'd almost think the parents wanted us to fuck. At this point, I would be like, they have put us in this path. They probably him. have a hidden video camera. You know, <laughs> watching this, this is how this is how incest porn started, isn't it? I think it probably did. This I think is it was the like very first incest porn entrepreneurial video. parents. They're like, we're gonna make some money. He, ca <laughs> he catches his fake stepsister um, stuck in the washing machine, and he just goes for it. I can that, see why dad's like the revenue I make from the porn hub. It really totally. supplements my income. <laughs> Where is the Wad's dad from? Like Iran or something? I don't know. Oh, no, is that your I think, own? no, he's actually Palestinian, I think. Oh, is that your Palestinian accent? Yeah, close enough. Mm. Uh, we were both sitting on my bed, watching a movie in my room. I fell asleep. I woke up in the middle of the night to see that, oh, she had also fallen asleep. I was like, oh, we're, we're both sleeping in the same bed. Okay. Uh, that's weird. Insta Insta yeah, for sure. At uh, that I don't age? know. Maybe yeah. she realized I was awake. She started rubbing my dick over my shorts. And this she, is she, a Pornhub video right, I, I right, think I've masturbated to. What she was not asleep. 
Yeah, no, she was definitely. Was yeah. she? Is she also like a weird Arab chick? Like, like I want to know what, well, what is her have, nationality? She must have looked vaguely like them for them to be like, oh yeah, we can You could be my sister. Well, she must have been mixed, unless her mom was also Palestinian. Then she might have looked very yeah. like Palestinian. Mm-hmm. She was working on it for a few minutes, and you know, I, I was a virgin. I had never had a girlfriend. Nobody else was barking up my tree. I was I was desperate and horny as fuck, you know. And then she, after rubbing it over, my, oh wait, it's been three minutes. Oh, fuck! What okay. a cliffhanger! God, Seriously, this, yeah, we're just at the good part. This is hot. Yeah, Are you getting a choke <laughs> for the one story. <laughs> I would say a lot of listeners are probably like, whoa, like close listening right now. He is a very you good know? storyteller, The Watch. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Hello, Kate and D. It's The Watch again with the thrilling conclusion. So she's rubbing my dick over my shorts. Uh, next thing I know, she pulls it out. And then, you know, she's running her fingers up and down the shaft for another few minutes. And then I, I feel her breathing on my dick. And hey. it's in her mouth. And she's bobbing up and down on it like 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 a mad woman. <laughs> like a mad woman. <laughs> she's just going crazy like Sylvia Platt. Just, ah, give me that yeah. dick. Um, Syl- I- <laughs> Sylvia Platt. <laughs> Obviously, she's done this before. You know, this isn't the first she, cock that's been in her she, mouth. Yeah, she is control, in control of this situation. Well, yeah. she was checking her overstep brother, wasn't she? So. Right, and probably like 10 other people that live in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, and a couple cab drivers, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we were both laying on our side, kind of in the 69 position. And uh, for uh, it actually felt like super sensitive in that position. It was like the tip was getting overly stimulated. But at the same time, I was like, oh, I'm getting my dick sucked. And then eventually, I pulled it out and finished it myself all over her tits. But we didn't talk about it at all the next day. Uh, the next night, it happened again. Started out pretty similar, except this time. I- God, I'd be so horny at that age. I'd probably want to like, do, sh- do it like an hour later. Her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would have been like. Yeah. yeah, but there's a bit of like different. There's a bit of like family relationship going yeah, it's on like, here we, we gotta go to like pizza hut as a family tomorrow and Dude, it's gonna be yeah. awkward yeah yeah <laughs> just sit back and relax while i was getting my dick sucked until i was ready to come which ended up all over her tits again once again we didn't talk about it the third night uh, we the third night of incest my bad <laughs> sister gave to me <laughs> She took my virginity. <laughs> the wide Christmas Messing around wide. again. At first, more of the same stuff. Uh, then I climb on top of her, and I start sliding my dick up and down on her clit. And then she reaches down, adjusts it, and it slides right in. Whoa. My mind reaches Step-sister a million is miles moist. an hour. And I, I, it doesn't sound like there's a condom being used here. That could be problematic not. for the family. Yes, you know? it could be. Imagine you, explaining that to your child. I mean, like, well, you, me and your mom thought we were stepbrother and sister. But the second we found out we weren't, we fucked. The second <laughs> we found out, we just went at it like fucking animals. Right? Yeah, we all grew up in the same house, and now you're mm-hmm. born. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah. Dad, do you but don't worry, we're, we're not related. But we, we definitely fucked. Now you're here. Thrusting in and out. And my inner monologue is screaming, you know, I'm inside a pussy. This is what pussy feels like. <laughs> This lasted about. That, that that still happens to me. All right. <laughs> it's, it's still every time, every time. Sixty seconds. Then I pulled it out and shot a massive load all over her stomach. The next day, we actually started talking about it. We kept it a secret, and it went on for a couple of years. Uh, years. Told wow. me what got her thinking about it was seeing. You know what's weird about that though? So you're having a sexual relationship with your half sister or whatever she is for two years. What about if you met another girl? In like an time. actual girlfriend. Like, Ooh, then things would get very, like, a yeah, no, drama. I mean, that could get family drama at Christmas time, wouldn't that? Very dramatic, yeah. Yeah. Outline of my dick through my boxers. She told me that she thought to herself, he's going to make some woman very happy. She was very experienced. She taught me a lot of things. Wasn't she also, I swear, like in a previous call, he said she was like 300 pounds. She was really? a sod buster. Yeah, he told She's me. She's a sod buster. Yeah, I think he said, you know, before that she was a, a hefty woman. Oh. Yeah. A She's big girl. in my mind. In but my mind, know, she's. Yeah, but, know, the, but the, I'm, not, I'm not trying to disparage big girls. Big girls down for anything. They well, are. I have, I've heard Steele talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about that weekend. Steel, no, Steele's told me many a times that he's like rubbed his ass across a fat girl's face like a dog on wet grass. <laughs> my favorite story about when Steele was talking about those um, fatty weekends was about how you'd order a pizza and he'd be lucky if you got one slice. <laughs> they, they would usually order the pizza for him, but they would eat it all. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You'll get one slice. <laughs> if that. Maybe a little bit of the crust. Yeah, brilliant. Where was I? She taught me a lot of things. Everything from role playing to food play. She even let me put it in her ass a number of times. Oh, wow. I remember once she what was on it? top, and I was. I wonder what kind of food play, like, because they're Middle Eastern. Well, you yeah, think it's like a lot of hummus, hummus, and like, <laughs> <laughs> dolma, and uh... yeah, she's spreading labna all yeah, over spreading her labna all over his yeah. cock. <laughs> Some baba ganoush in her pussy. Like, wow. get get the flatbreads, Wad. We're having hummus tonight. Put a falafel in my asshole. <laughs> That'd be kind of actually. I think that'd be kind of hot. That'd be kind of hot. I love Middle Eastern food. I was about to say, do you think she was putting the falafel in her pussy and then she was popping it out into his mouth? (laughs) (laughs) How many falafel can you get in your pussy? (laughs) She's like, oh, eight. (laughs) All right, now I'm turned on. Now I got a full chub. Finish, and she refused to get off of me. She was on top. Sorry. And when I told her I was about to come, she starts riding me even harder, causing me to shoot a load in her pussy for the first time. That's dangerous. I was so freaked out. I immediately yeah. thought I was going to get her pregnant. She told yeah. me it's fine. She knows when she's ovulating. She's let guys nut in her several times. Warning signs. Wait, that, that's <laughs> the end. So what happened? Was she pregnant? Is that how it ends? Like yeah, he's that's not going to come ended. back. That was it. Oh my God! Well, like, well. That was going somewhere, wasn't it? I wanted to hear about how they stopped fucking, what happened to this sodbustery, hummus-loving woman, and where it's gone from there. So I'm sorry, the words. Twisted Firestarter and his brothel army story is still the winner. 
I mean, it's weird, though, that he was, re- well, somewhat related to this girl they lost his virginity to. Yeah, it was sick, man. This- <laughs> sick on another level. Especially because, like, they're spending two years together and still in their parents' house, just fucking in the basement and, like, doing role play. Two you know, years. Imagine if, imagine if, like, your mum walked in and there's you with your fake stepsister and she's all, like, you know, tussied up like a horse and you're putting in one of those... um butt plugs that has the fucking horse's tail coming out of it and you're putting that in her asshole and then your mum walks in and you have to explain what you're Got doing. hummus all over your dick. There's fucking hummus everywhere, yeah. <laughs> the room just stinks of chickpeas. Baba ganoush all over your asshole. <laughs> eating it out. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. You know, no, I want to know what happened, him. Wad. Like, uh, do you talk to her anymore? Did she give birth yeah. to your child? Did you raise the child? Is the kid a web-toed duck boy? Like, what what happened? There's a lot of there, questions. There, there has to be more to this award. You have to ring this back. But yeah. for now, um, you because that's how it's ended. Maybe it was a mistake and the MP3 was corrupt or whatever. But no, that's how it ended. That was at the end of that, right, that's how it ended. All right, Twisted Firestar, still my winner. He's still the king. Well, there's still there's another guy that called in. And people, if you want to hear um, our virginity stories, <laughs> like I told mine, Kate told hers, and John Steele told his on the out, the Patreon outtakes this week. So if you go, was, to, yeah, go yeah. to patreon.com. It was really wrong. fun. Yeah, that was a- that was funny. It was fun being double teamed by you and Steele. <laughs> Steele. Steele's losing virginity story is exactly what you'd expect. Exactly how you'd think Steele lost his virginity. And you that's know? it. Kind of same Steel- with mine too, but definitely with Steele's. Yeah, like, it's like, 100% what you'd expect. Yeah, it's Steel exactly asks what me you'd intimate expect. questions about my vagina as well. Well, the, the funniest thing about uh, Kate's is you had me and Steele. Asking yes. many questions, many personal <laughs> questions about how Kate lost her virginity. You can go check that on the on the Patreon. But yeah, we do. St- I think we still have a couple more of these stories left. So maybe next week. Cool. People call Sticker One Hotline three two three five two two four zero three two. Um, we did have one email. I want to get to. I remember that uh, that uh, emailer. She's called a couple times too. D. She wrote in about the, oh, uh, yeah. the bin men and the postal guy that she wanted to bang. Yeah. All the like all the D. service people in her area. She wants to bang. Um, she wrote, "Ah, fuck! I do love the bin men. They're obsessed <laughs> with my daughter, so I could easily wrangle myself in there. So she's gonna like throw out her daughter as bait to capture one of these bin men." Do anything you can do. Do yeah. it. She said, I've just ordered some cute shit online. So as long as something isn't sent by fucking Hermes, um, then I'll definitely ask why the postman is in the UK. I'm quite sure if I'm... Is Hermes like a uh, yeah, it's lingerie like a, it's line a, or something? No, it's a delivery. Um, it's like it's like UPS. It's a delivery service. Oh, it's like service. a UPS. That's yeah. a good name for uh, a yeah. delivery service. It's, yeah, it's because it's speedy. It's I like yes. it. I don't know if I've ever seen a bog cock and balls in real life. Generally trimmed. Um, ideal really isn't it. Um, I guess we must have been talking about like old people with their bald testicles. Oh, I think, yeah, I think we did. But apparently I'm wrong on that. And it's just because it goes really gray and silvery. You just can't see it. Oh, so you, you do have tell. pubes when you're older, but there's like, they're just sparser. Yeah. And they're gray and silvery. But I also agree, I don't think you should ever shave your genitals, boy or women, because only children don't have pubic hair. Trimmed. Yeah, trim it, trim it. 
You know, Plus you I'm... need to have, if you have the pubic hair, it traps the pheromones and that's what enchants the means. It's the pheromones. Yeah, Kate was talking about her sardine pheromones last night on the Patreon, so you can go check that out. Mm -hmm. Um, She wrote a postscript here. P.S. I'm surprised you're so bloody old, D. Well, thank you, D. It really makes me feel better. (laughs) I am old. Old as shit. Um, Love you guys, D. Well, thank you there for that. Love you too, D. Love your emails. Yeah, and good Uh, luck with the bin men. Yeah, Um, definitely tell us if you get with them. I want to know. People check out the new Sick and Wrong Reddit page. It's not really new anymore, but we do have quite a few perverts on Mm -hmm. there. And there's some seriously gross shit that's posted there from time to time. A lot of it from me directly. It's kind of nice having like an avenue, a platform where I could just post whatever the fuck I want and not worry about getting banned, you know, Mm. like compared to Facebook and YouTube and all that shit. Uh, But just go to Reddit, do a search for r slash Sick and Wrong Podcast, no spaces. And uh, yeah, check it out. I'm also the Walden Scott's meme. This oh, week the Walden the Scott's meme this week was hilarious. I actually yeah. reposted. It was so funny. I reposted it on the Sick and Wrong Instagram. Yeah. Thank you, Walden. Um, we really do appreciate everyone signing up on the Sick and Wrong Patreon. Now we've got a lot of people signing up recently, and uh, do appreciate that. And uh, in addition to all the extra content that we're doing, we mm-hmm. I am planning to do D's Wacky Records probably this week because Kate's on holiday. And uh, I we'll, am for yeah, my we'll birthday. Yeah, we'll have some time. Yeah, we'll have some time to uh, to record D's wacky records, and uh, we're planning on doing the sick and wrong, uh, you know, Patreon hangout. Um, also, once you sign up for Patreon, you get an invite to the sick and wrong Discord, and we go into this uh, quite quite a bit with the the phone calls on Patreon this week. A lot of drama, a lot of drama happening on the Discord. Oh, it's been like Jerry Springer recently. Yeah, it's fucking crazy on there. Mm. Uh, but also this week, as I mentioned. Um, uh, we recorded some bonus outtakes with my sister and Big Jer. My sister is literally, she's due any day now. She's like almost nine months pregnant, eight and a half months, something like that. Doctor mm. said she's due any day now. It's like, I was, I was worried when we were talking to her, like doing the little bonus uh, outtake there, I was worried that she might squeeze out the kid or water's going to break, the mucus plug's going to fly out, hit Jer in the face, <laughs> and then I'm going to be like, oh, Jesus, the baby's coming. But uh, yeah, she's due any day now. And Kate, who's been pregnant more times than I can count on one hand, uh, but never carried <laughs> one to full term, had a lot of like, you know, deep, insightful questions for her. Um, one thing was uh, Kate asked, and this is something I don't know where Kate uh, found this out or where she came up with this, but Kate thinks that a baby right when they're born, has a very hairy shit, like makes a really hairy shit that it eats as soon as it slips out of the womb. And that's something babies do. You are such an evil Jewish liar. (laughs) There's no way I said. Okay, you were talking about that at length when we were talking to my sister about this baby's hairy shit. If you want to hear the real truth of what I said and not how it's been manipulated by the Jewish media, it's on the page. The baby comes out of the womb just hissing and biting and then has to eat the hairy shit. Well, that's like how first Jews thing. do you gotta it, leave okay? Her, you got to leave it alone. Let it eat do the hairy shit. Gentile babies come out drinking a little <laughs> cup of tea and are like, hello, doctor, how may I help you? Would you like to measure me? Cheerio. Yeah, hello, um, cheerio. Yeah. That's what happens. But anyway, you gotta go check that out. Uh, we do an outtake on that. Also, uh, the um, the bonus episode, the mini show that we do, Sick and Wrong Overkill. Uh, Kate presents the the best of Bigfoot erotica uh, from yes, your personal and- collection. 
from so, my personal collection and like all and there's some other bigfoot scandal scandals chucked in there for good measure i had yeah. a lot of fun making this one did you soundscape yeah. it with bigfoot sounds like chewbacca noises no, I've soundscaped it with a lot of 70s porn. <laughs> and we also do a news segment uh, called Sick and Wrong News, kind of a celebrity news portion. Uh, we, uh, this week, we talked about a girl with Rapunzel syndrome, mm-hmm. where you eat your hair, um, a Bam Margera getting booted from Jackass 4, and the Britney Spears saga. So go check out all of that, patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Seriously, for only five bucks, you get all that shit. And we do appreciate your support in the show. Also, uh, the T Public store is having a sale for patrons only to the end of the month. Uh, we have links on there. You can get, yeah, a cool banner, cool sick and wrong tapestry to hang over your bed at night. Get your uh, your your loved ones in the mood. Um, also, uh, just yeah, you get like uh, t-shirts, coasters, all sorts of stuff. Sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop. Click on the picture of the Pope. Sick and wrong song of the week been another celebrity death a band that was actually pretty influential to me in my youth mm-hmm. um you surprisingly had heard of them but didn't really listen to their music but you're kind of like you're 10 years younger than me i only know them for this song i yeah. like I, I i don't think they were as popular over here but i could be wrong maybe not but, uh prince yeah. marky d a member of the pioneering hip-hop group the fat boys he died on thursday um, cause of death not given. He was only 52, which I was a little surprised about. He was only six years older than me. Yeah, um, do you think he, he was because he's fat? You know, I was looking at, I was looking at videos. Cause I love the fat boys. Like when I was, yeah. I first moved to this country, that was the first music that I ever was really introduced to. Because I think they're they're really popular, like 88, 89. Um, and so, yeah, they had a, a their version of the song Wipeout. And yeah. so I thought, you know, the fat boys, he was actually the skinniest member of the fat boys. Oh, okay. Yeah. How ironic. Yeah. <laughs> he dies first. Yeah. Mark Anthony Morales. Uh, he teamed up with Darren Robinson, the human beatbox, who I found the most impressive, and Damon Wembley, Cool Rock Ski. And they performed under the name Disco 3 before later uh, becoming the Fat Boys. And they launched their career in 1983 when they won a talent contest at Radio City Music Hall in New York. And by the end of the 80s, I mean, they were probably like the biggest rap group at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a platinum selling fourth album, Crushin'. Uh, they had a breakout comedy film called Disorderlies, which came out in 1987. And people might remember, like hip hop, uh, you know, hip hop uh, uh, custodians, uh, they might remember that the movie Crush Groove, which was based on uh, the inception of Def Jam. And uh, it was all about the hardships that the artists, uh, the artists Run DMC, and Russell Simmons face to become successful. But that, that was a great movie. Uh, Crush Groove had a Run DMC in it. Um, Curtis Blow. Uh, Debbie Harry was in that. Cool. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, the Gap Band, the Fat Boys, it was Shaka Khan, it was a great, it was a great, uh, great movie. But the other thing that, um, and with the song that we're going to end the show with here, people might remember the band for the song, Are You Ready, Freddy? Which was a theme of uh, of um, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, yeah. which came out in 1988. But it's from their album, Coming Back Hard Again. And so portions of the song were actually rapped by Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it's a great song. It Are is. You Ready, Freddy by the Fat Boys. Uh, so we're going to end the show here with that one. And uh, yeah, rest in peace there, uh, Prince Marky D. Uh, thanks for Sahibi for being on the show and people go check out his documentary dead Bigfoot a true story you can find it right on YouTube it's free 
Um, pretty cool documentary. And uh, yeah, try out his uh, Austrian vodka. I think it's called Neft. I'm going to try it. I didn't even know they made vodka in Austria. Yeah. Well, now you do. Anyway, happy birthday, Kate. Hope you have a good one. Thank you. And people will be back next week with episode 780. Until then, take it sleazy. that many English people listening because it's going five in the morning there or whatever. Um, mm. But I learned a new term from Kate this oh, past gosh. weekend. You pumping. love this term. Yeah, pumping. And so they, they call farting 
over there in the UK pumping. Like It's mainly a thing that kids will say it. Like you'll say it in front of your kids because you don't want them to say fuck. Okay, how many people say, say tooting? Tooting? No one says fucking tooting. No one's like, I made a toot toot. I'm having a little toot toot. No, Does anyone say toot. poot? Pooting? Pooting? Like a no, poot. So, Did you just make that up? No, no. Poot something. Um, I think uh, a lot of the urbans use the term poot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so wait, what about, uh, how do you use pump? pump in the sentence like are you like i'm gonna pump up the jam pump it up pump it up pump it up <laughs> and that's no, you about just farting into the room and you'd just be like oh it smells like pumps in here <laughs> <laughs> it smells like pumps but would you say like who's been pumping yeah you can be like oh have you pumped <laughs> <laughs> oh I yeah like trumping that. trumping is one you'll know as well TP wait said. people say trumping yeah, trumping. That's when you've had when you're pumping. You can be trumping. You're and like, you can oh. be pumping or trumping. Pumping or trumping. They're definitely two British ones. 